Welcome to Deep Spirituality. We're excited because we're doing a series called A Holiday of Faith. And we're logging in some great podcasts with some great guests. Make sure you get uh, on our podcast and uh, wherever you listen to the podcast. Maybe you listen on Stitcher. Maybe you listen on Podcast One. Maybe you listen uh, listen on Apple Podcasts. Uh, please do us the favor of going over there and, uh, and, and, and subscribing to the podcast. And then if you don't mind, after you listen to one, give us a five star. Here's our new thing. We, we're trying to get people to find them. I, you know, I, uh, Nathan, you know, I, I sent one of the podcasts to a couple of friends because I don't really, you know, share them very much. And they were like, where's this been? You know, what's going on? And I, I was like, oh, they can't find it unless someone sends it to them or they're, they're already subscribed. But one of the ways our listeners can help is just to go in there. You don't even have to share it with anybody to go in there and just pop a five-star rating on that thing. And the more that gets done, the better. And then just keep listening to the podcast. You can always email us. What's our email again? Podcast at deepspirituality.net. Okay. We get in there and uh, you can always email us. Now, it's great to be here with all of our guests today. We have Rhett Snell and Cameron Straw, Alexis Colvin, Kelly Lemons, Kiara Marquez. Everybody's in the house to talk about eight ways to deepen our faith and make a difference. Producer Nathan, you know this is part of our holiday faith series, a holiday of faith series. You're going to be getting podcasts, studies, articles that talk about this all through the holidays to be able to give you that encouragement to dig a little deeper with God, to get yourself inspired about 2020, uh, to be able to look forward to a new decade and, and, and maybe having a 10 year run. There's all kinds of things to be excited about. But one thing that is really clear is if our faith stays at the same size, it was Matthew 17 tells us, the size of our faith matters, and that means the width, that means the height, that means the length, but it also means the depth. How deep does our faith go? And we know from the parable of the sower that that seed can't get very deep uh, in shallow soil. And so we're going to be talking with this group about eight ways to deepen our faith and make a difference. Why don't you tell the audience and the people listening, people have taken time to give us a little bit of their time, uh, what uh, you've learned about eight ways to deepen our faith and make a difference. Yeah, I mean, there's we we each kind of worked on a few because there's a lot of different ways. I didn't have eight ways off the top of my head, but I had you right. know a few ways that I thought could deepen my faith. Um, one of the things that I've been working on and thinking about is like God's power, and that's one of the points of actually this study where believe He can He can and will move. And uh, one of the scriptures that um, that came up for me with this was in Mark five twenty five, and it says a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I, could ju- if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that the power had gone out from him and he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. Um, he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Um, so for me, I really like that, and it helps me think about um, just how to get deeper in my faith because— um, me personally struggle with chronic health challenges. This lady, you know, 12 years, it didn't get better. It actually got worse. 
And um, but it, the amount of faith she had to just be like, if I just touch his clothes, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, just a mm-hmm. little. It was like just a, you know, to that the kind of faith that made me think like, man, that's like a, like I I don't I would never think that this like little act would do something like that. But for me, um, it made me think about my life and how much um, God has helped me. But I can often forget that, and I would if I was this lady, I can get bitter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, make excuses. But she didn't do any of that. Instead, she like was able to have a little faith, even even though she had every excuse, I guess, because it, nothing had gotten better up to that point. Um, but then she decided to, you know, act on faith. And what Jesus says, I love that line of just like your faith has healed you. Mm-hmm. And I think about how, um, you know, basically, am I uh, limiting God's power in my life from working by just um, my lack of faith? Okay, and and cool. so, yeah. That was uh what else have you guys learned? I think like for me seeing even just the part about um the one of the ones that I worked on was praying for others really deepens our faith and I think it's I I see how it deepens my faith because it like I see God move in ways that I never could, you know, um in other people's lives and so one of the scriptures that I really liked from it uh was Isaiah 62 mm-hmm. um, in verse, there's a couple verses from it that I really liked. It was verse one and six through seven. And it says, because I love Zion, I will not keep still because my heart yearns for Jerusalem. I cannot remain silent. I will not stop praying for her until her righteousness shines like the dawn and her salvation blazes like a burning torch. Oh, Jerusalem, I have posted watchmen on your walls. They will pray day and night continually. Take no rest. All you who pray to the Lord. Give the Lord no rest until he completes his work, until he makes Jerusalem the pride of the earth. And I was just thinking about that. Like, I really like that concept of like not giving God any rest until he does what he said he would do, right. you know? And I, I love think that it's, scripture. yeah. And I think it's just something that I can really easily just like give up the like minute I don't see something happening, you yeah. know? I'm like, well, I prayed for it, but you know. Like what? Well, I know something for me was like, you know, I was at Santa Clara University for a couple of years and like I really wanted to like help somebody who could like keep helping people at Santa Clara, who could like talk to people at God, like keep making a difference there. And I felt like for a long time, I felt like there wasn't really anyone who was like, I don't know, like open to having deeper conversations or open to like really studying the Bible or getting to know God. But I felt like it was something that like for like a couple years I was like really praying for. Yeah. Um, and, and there was a couple times where I would just be like, okay, well it's not going to happen. So I, I feel like I keep trying or being rejected or just feeling like, I don't know, just, I felt like it just kept, kept being like shallow relationships or no depth and stuff. But then I feel like, like after a couple years of just really praying for it, it was cool. Cause I feel like I really, there was someone that I met that I really felt attached to and felt close to. Uh-huh. And she really, actually was really open to God and it was really cool. And so I don't know, that was just something that I was thinking about where like, I'm like, man, like that's something that I really prayed for, for a couple years, Okay, you know, which was really cool. So what else do you guys think? There's a lot of you. I'm listening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just from the conversation we were having uh, earlier about this topic, I guess I'm learning. I, I haven't really thought like a ton in depth about it, but as we're having this conversation now, I think the thing that stands out to me is deepening your faith can, at least for me, it seems like it's kind of a hard process because you have to, like it involves trusting, like faith is all about trusting. And so you have to take like 
constant leaps of faith to get more faith in a way, you know, like for me, the the decisions or the sacrifices, (laughs) they seem to get bigger and bigger, you know, like at first when I I moved up here, that was kind of a leap of faith. And then it was deciding to stay up here because I wanted to uh, build relationships with people here and get closer to God. And then deciding to quit my job to work with teenagers, like that was another one. And so I guess the more that I've made those decisions, I guess the the more I've gained faith because like okay, God's got me. Like he's he's. So he's, let, let's talk about something for yeah. a minute. So we're talking about um, today in despirituality, uh, eight ways to deepen our faith and make a difference, which is uh, one of our many uh, podcasts we're going to be uh, putting out there. Tell me what you guys think the word deep means. Just beyond. Yeah, it goes. It goes like beyond the surface. Beyond the surface, okay. Beyond what you can see. Because we're going to start out, folks. We're going to get this thing rolling, really, by just because a lot of the thing is when you're talking about deepening your faith. You know, a lot of people talk about stuff. We don't answer two simple questions, right? Mm -hmm. The first question is, what is deep, (laughs) right? If Steph Curry takes a deep shot, it's not a three pointer. It's beyond a three pointer. If it's a deep pass and football, it's going to be significantly over 10 or 20 yards in the game. You know, if it's deep dish pizza, (laughs) it's going to not be thin and it's not going to be thick. It's going to be deep, right? (laughs) And so deep suggests that there's a whole lot to this baby. Right. That this thing's got layers of cheese, pepperoni, (laughs) sausage, it may have three, four, five different cheeses on it. And when you bite, when you take a nibble, you feel like you've eaten a whole pizza. <laughs> yeah. That's deep. How many of you in working on eight ways deep in our faith and make a difference have thought a lot about deep? Not. <laughs> deep, not. Not deep. <laughs> we didn't. Th- okay. Yeah. So, not so the good news is we're not finished with our work, but we haven't yeah. really thought about deep. Has anybody else thought about deep, what deep is? I think, well, I think. I was saying how much because I was thinking about what that has to do with making a difference, and so I think I was. Well, no, 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 about, no, you can't cheat. Oh, you gotta well, <laughs> stay within the realm of the question. See, this is the kind of person when they play Monopoly, yeah. they want to change the rules. <laughs> Why don't we just start out with everybody getting an extra two thousand dollars? No, yeah. no, no, because when I take your money, I want it to be done in the regular amount yeah. of time, <laughs> to, not in an extended period of time. To be real, I was thinking more of like, oh, this is how you change your faith, you know, something like that. But like deep. I get more faith. I need deep, right? Deep. Okay, you like steak, uh, prime rib, things like that. You like yeah, that, Cameron? Definitely, All right. Definitely. So if I offered you a, I don't know, let's call it half centimeter T-bone. Yes. Yeah. I you, mean, no, no, no. I, I would, I would take it, but no, that half centimeter is not. You would, have, you t- would need a meal immediately following. <laughs> I don't know if that T-bone exists. Exactly. <laughs> it, it doesn't because it would be called cheating someone. Right. All right. Yeah. So one of the first things to do when you talk about eight ways to deepen our faith and make a difference is we have to establish what does the word deep mean. Kara, you haven't said anything. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think like even as you were talking about pizza, I was thinking about the layers and it's not it's more than just like what is what we see or like the circumstances, but more like So let's why. think about what kind of things could be deep. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about personal spiritual things that could be deep. Okay, I'll start mm-hmm. it off and we'll go around the circle. Oh. Deep conversations. Rhett? Deep relationships. Deep relationships, okay. Cameron? Um I think a deep understanding of like Deep understanding. Yeah. Okay, that means you're, you're listening really well. Yeah. You're paying attention, whether it's reading something or listening to human being. Yeah. Alexis? Deep emotions. Deep like emotions. Okay, deeply. so you feel things deeply, mm-hmm. okay, or you're out of control. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fine uh, line. Immersed uh, in them. Uh, Kelly? Um, 
Deep Love. Deep Love. Okay. And what? what and so, so I hope you guys wrote down the one you said. You should write it down because <laughs> I'm going to quiz you on this later. And then if you if you, if you pass the quiz, you get an all expenses paid trip to San Mateo. No, I'll just give you five bucks. <laughs> five bucks get you down there. Might not get you home. And then Kiara? Uh, I was going to say deep conviction. Okay, so put it down. Put it down on your paper. We're going to play a little game. You can play <laughs> oh, along with us no. if you're listening today. Play <laughs> along with us. All right, all right, all right. So we're going to do another one. All right, we're going to do another one. What uh, I'm going to ask about music. What's the deepest form of music that you think exists? All right, deepest form of music, meaning it has the greatest depth in lyrics, the greatest depth in, in, in speaking to our life condition. All right, we're going to start over here with Kiara first. <laughs> like a so per- here's the deal. If you can't answer the question, you don't listen to deep music. And so we found out you're a superficial music listener. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'll hit you. Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, John Mayer, yeah. Ed Sheeran. You know, I can give you that. You want bands? Beatles. I'll go with them. They have depth on about 25 to 30% of their songs are incredibly deep. They're even political. Um, I like soul music. All right, no, no, no. We got to go, yeah, we gotta go to Kiara now. My bad. Uh, oh, no. Like I was going to say Erica Badu or. Yeah, never, I was, I was never thinking, heard of her. Oh, oh she, yeah, Alexis knows. I'm just kidding. I've heard of her. I've heard of her. I've heard her. I've heard her. And Diari, there's some pretty good ones. Okay, yeah. okay, Kelly. I don't, I don't know. Okay, so you're a superficial music listener. Sorry, I was thinking. <laughs> don't be like, sorry. Like J Cole is someone. Wait a minute, you listen deep. to what's your name? That Daigle, uh, Lauren oh, Daigle. Oh yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? I heard you listen to that. Yeah. All right, go ahead. I was thinking J. Cole. I like J. Cole. J. Cole. Yeah. All right, all right. I like, I was saying soul music, but any there's a lot the of music out there that has a soulful. Okay, yeah. but yeah. I, I, I didn't ask you to describe a genre. I said, so give like me Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke? Wow, yeah. old school. You went old yeah. school. Or like, it, it, isn't he kind of like just romantic songs? No, no. Change he's got that soul, man. Uh, she bailed you out. <laughs> Come on, that's like, you think I didn't? I already knew what I was asking. I already knew where I was going. She bailed you out. I tried to put you on the spot. Everybody knows that song. Rhett? Uh, there's some rap music that I like by uh, this guy Fora and Wit Lowry. Um, they talk a lot about their lives and growing up in LA and what that's like. So I think that's some of the music that I okay. Like. All right, cool. All right, so th- you know nobody said country music. Yeah, you guys nope. don't like country music. <laughs> I think there are people who would argue that country music is the deepest music that exists. I like it, but actually not deep country music. Yeah, I like like fun just well, the deep country like music, bluesy, man. Yeah, they party talk about uh, Miranda Lambert, man. You listen mm. to her music, oh, yeah. cotton picking. I mean, you're like, <laughs> oh, what? Carrie, I've never even lived that what have life. You been before. through. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by the I'm Feeling Spotify playlist. If you're like us and don't always know how to express what you feel, music can be your voice. Music speaks to the soul and helps us express parts of ourselves that are too deep for words. Through music, we can understand and express our emotions. And we can use the music to help us feel closer to God. With this in mind, we launched a monthly I'm Feeling Spotify playlist. It's our hope that these songs can deepen our relationship with God by helping us to connect to emotions that may be difficult to explain, understand, or resolve. Every month, a new custom playlist will be published to help you connect closer to God. Head on over to deepspirituality.net to follow the Spotify playlist so you can stay up on the latest songs from some of your favorite artists. Again, that's deepspirituality.net. I'm feeling Spotify playlist. Now, back to the show. All right, so let's ask a couple of questions. Do you think that you, your friends, your life, your community, your generation is deep? Me, my friends, my life, my community? 
That's I'm, a, just, I'm just asking. I mean, I think, yeah, I think I have deep friends. I have some non-deep friends, too. Okay. Um, right. So, but in, sure. what, in general, would you describe yourself, your generation, you're younger than me, as being deep or not being no. deep? No. Like, superficially deep. I think people, like, I think... Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I think, deep. like, there's a way of, like, it's an appearance of deep. Like, yeah. let's talk about, so, like, It's a superficially politics. deep dish pizza. <laughs> I want you to just imagine that this thin crust has more on it. Like an optical illusion. <laughs> Well, that that's the ultimate answer that allows you to answer the question <laughs> yeah. incorrectly well, and claim it was correct. Yeah. Well, there, there's there's the kind of pizza that's like fake, oh. like cheap, and so it has the appearance of looking deep. But what, then you eat place, it and you're like, name nasty. Place it sells um, this. Little Caesars, yeah, and they're and I'm like, not ew. Even close <laughs> deep. Oh, you just of, proved is you've never had Chicago deep dish pizza. You're right, I haven't. She said there's some fakers but, out there. But I, what I'm saying is, I think we have the appearance of looking deep, like. I can, I, but I, I asked the question, are you deep? We're not. I didn't know. So, so, so the saying. very fact that you would state that we have the appearance of being deep answers <laughs> so the question is we're not nope. deep, yes. we're fakes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. So what we have to establish from the very beginning is this is a hard study to prepare and talk about for you. I don't know. You you tell me. Cameron's yeah. thinking, no, no, no. I go mean, for I don't. It. I wouldn't. I not, could, not, no, no, go, say what I consider thinking. myself a deeper person. That, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. people, people have told me this. I don't yeah. think I'm the deepest. Uh, no, no, but no, I don't, don't think to, I don't like apologize to apologize for having you. I don't think I like to keep things on a surface level. It, it annoys me after so, a while. So, so you think for 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 you personally, depth is something you enjoy, right? But I don't think I had the level of depth that I'd like to on the study necessarily yet. Well, we're just getting started. Yeah, we're just getting started. So, but, so, but part of what we're trying to establish from the beginning is a lot of our listeners are trying to figure out, you know, what is this all about? Eight ways to deepen our faith and make a difference. Well, you can't talk about depth without knowing what it is. I'm not meaning to put you guys on a spot, but I think part of it is you worked on this more than I have. Well, I haven't worked on it at all, <laughs> but you worked on it. And so part of what I want to do is help people understand depth is hard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you approach depth is easy, then you end up making that pizza you were talking about. Today. <laughs> right. And so I think one of the first things we have to do is we have to understand, well, 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 what scriptures talk about depth and have you educated yourself about depth? And so one of the things we want to do in this series uh, that you guys are developing or this study you're developing is we first want to sit down and say, am I a deep person? And do I not like being deep? So Cameron's saying he kind of enjoys deep conversations and you and I've had some. And so you enjoy deep conversation. Do any of you not enjoy deep conversations? <laughs> Kelly just looked so at me. That, so, 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 so basically, Cameron turned the mic to you. So basically, basically we learned something, right? One of the things is no one wants to admit they don't have depth. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. everybody yeah. wants yeah. excuses about because it. it's like admitting you have leprosy or something, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't have, I, I have depth. I'm a deep person because to say you're not a deep person, what is that? You're calling yeah. yourself fake. shallow. Yeah. And yeah. Who yeah. wants fake. to be that? Yeah. 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 Although that one movie had that movie, that song, Shallow. <laughs> oh, shallow. Great shallow. shallow. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Lady Gaga one. A, yeah, oh. she says we're far from the shallows. Yeah. It's far from the shallows. Yeah. She's being deep. She's being deep. I just think so. Who in here could could right now find a scripture that talks about depth? I have one. Go for it. All right. Well, 
Okay, so personally, I do not like depth. So this is someone. This is some. This is a scripture that's. You slid that in after the wire. I appreciate that. (laughs) That's very politically wise. Wait till the conversation about shallowness is over. I just want to say that I don't. As it turns out, I do like thin crust pizza. (laughs) (laughs) But this is one that's been read to me a lot. So Luke five verse four. What did you say? This is a scripture that's been read to me. Oh, read to you. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, but Luke five. So people have been reading to you. Hey, I think I had a lot of scriptures read to me. There are seek first the kingdom and its righteousness <laughs> because yep. I was always doing something except God's will. They were like, hey, I got to read the here's pride scriptures. I heard all those. I think I heard them all. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Okay, so it was Luke five verse four. It says, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, "Now go out there where it's deeper and let down your nets and catch some fish." Um, so. Prior to that, like, you know, they were kind of like letting down their nets, but and they kept trying and nothing. They weren't catching anything. Sure. So Jesus is telling him, like, go deeper, like, keep going. Like, yeah. don't just quit where I'm someone that just quits. I'm like, well, I didn't figure it out on my own. So I'm done. Kind of like, I don't want to know more. I don't want to dig deeper. I don't want to know why I do the things I do. Did they want to did they want to go into the deep water? Um, but not initially. I mean, it keeps going. It says, like, we worked hard all night. We didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down. So why did they go deep? Because they listened. They listened to Jesus. They believed. They trusted in so him. So obedience. Yes. Obedience. Luke 6. Go check it out. Okay. And when you find it, bring it back to me and we'll talk about it. Okay. I won't give you the verses. <laughs> but I think that'd be a good discussion because I like your analysis of the story of fish. Um, I think a lot of different views on, you know, fishing that when a lot of fish hang out in deep water, that's, you know probably why he said it but i think there's also the double meaning that you know you can't quit which you like and you said and you can't quit uh when you see depth ahead so what you're saying here is that we are superficial because it's easy i think you're saying that you might want to you might want to spec that out a little bit for your study because i think your points you've got you've got four blockbuster points right here they are incredible i think I don't, you know, you say personal repentance, believe change is possible. I might not say personal repentance because people religiously have overtones about what that word means, mm-hmm. but believe that, that when you believe that's what makes change possible. And so, but I think what we're learning from what you shared is that it's always easier to fish in the shallow waters. Yeah. If you do stay in the shallow waters, you can, if you've been fishing, have any of you guys ever been fishing? Yeah. Okay. There's shallow enough water where you can see. Yeah, you can see the fish. Yes, right? And so that's easy. But at a certain time of day, fish can move to the deeper water. And that's not where the big fish are. The big fish are in the deeper water. Bam. <laughs> and so if you're just fishing to say you caught one yeah, mm-hmm. versus fishing to eat, yeah. these guys were fishing, fishing to, to eat. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. This wasn't tourism. This <laughs> one, I've gone to Lake Tahoe to hang out with my buddies and you know throw, a, throw the line into the water. These guys were trying to make a living off fish. And Jesus said, you, gotta, you, know, you guys know what you got to do. You know right. what you got to do. You can't, <laughs> you can't cheat the lake. You can't cheat the sea. And so what we learn as we talk is that when we're superficial, it's because we want an easy life. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Let's talk well, about that. I, well, I, I was thinking, I have a quick scripture that when I was Oh, I love that, scriptures. Hit Psalm, me with all Psalm 130 says, out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, O Please, Lord, hear my you. voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. And I was just thinking about you how. You need to read that one again because that one was so right. 
Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. Beautiful, beautiful. And that makes me think about when, in order to pray, like I have to be deep. In order to really connect mm-hmm. with God, there's a depth in each of us. And yeah. I most of the time don't reach it. Because I, like I said, I like, I like deep conversations, uh-huh. but I don't like deep, feeling deeply getting in there with God praying like when you go deep yeah because this guy you're talking about right there yeah. Oh, yeah. and Alexis you can go get Psalm 42 mm-hmm. I got a lot for you if mm-hmm. you want them you know if you can handle it yeah but when when you when you talk about going deep what he's talking about is that his pain right his heartbreak right his stress yeah. has reached a level where he knows no one else can understand what's exactly. going on in here but him, and when you were talking about it in another episode or different episode yeah. about your the pain you experience over right. your health right. is at a level where nobody else right. can understand. Would I be accurate on that? Definitely true. Nobody can understand yeah. that. And the reactions you had to deal with, with you know, not you know, your house, that house yeah. you're living in, that had whatever it was in. Yeah, you couldn't even sleep. Yeah, but I'll get you. A lot of people walk right by you and never even thought about it. Why? No. Because that's human. Human right. beings are thinking about themselves. They can't mm-hmm. be thinking about your right. lack of sleep. But you cry out from the depths. So right. when you go deep, that right. means you're leaving nothing unearthed from right. God. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. emotion, no thought. You get it all out there, mm-hmm. and you tell God everything. And then when you're talking to people, you also are leaving nothing on earth. Right. So you can't deepen your faith until you empty out your heart. Yeah. Right, yeah. that's yeah. big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, you got to see, true. a lot of people got a full heart, full mm-hmm. of yeah. stuff, yeah. Right. full of stuff. Yeah. You know, if you're out there on holidays and you, you know, your, your plane got canceled, you, your bags got lost, you, 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 your in-laws gave your room away because you were late to <laughs> the other brother and sister, you know, you got a call, your dog needed to be taken to the vet. I mean, you, everything's going on. When that stuff starts happening, it starts to get to you. Have you ever had one of them days, Rhett, where you, it just gets to you? A lot of the reason God allows life to get to us is he's trying to get deep. Mm-hmm. Get your heart broken mm-hmm. deep. Pardon the interruption. I want to tell you about a new thing we got going on over at deepspirituality.net, an entirely new series on redefining, rebuilding, and transforming your faith. A Holiday of Faith is about becoming one of those rare believers whose faith fuels their belief that God can do anything. Change us, change our family, change our friends, change our community, and yes, change the world. Head over to deepspirituality.net to read the article and check out all the complimentary content. All right, back to the show. Give me that scripture. Did you find it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so Luke six forty six says, so why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the flood waters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. Right, what do we learn? What can we do with that scripture? That's some good stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Some good, that's some deep dish right there. That's <laughs> some deep. You guys are getting a little deep dish pizza today. <laughs> yeah. I won't yeah. even charge you, by the way. 
Yeah. Well, even talking about, I don't know, the fish and things like, like I, I was in construction. And so when I think about it, it's like, I don't know, has more of a significant meaning to me where I'm like, okay, man, like when you dig deep, you know, it's a lot of work, you know, and there's a lot there. Like I built this project in San Mateo and when you're digging, there's like water and the pit gets flooded and you have to empty it out. And so it ends up taking, it can often end up uh, taking a lot more work than you even like believed or, right. or set out it would. Um, I know for me, like, and I, I think of this scripture when I think about like mining Kira's relationship actually, because hmm. uh, I generally have built many superficial and fake relationships. Right. I had like, you know, seven or eight girlfriends through high school for like a month or three months at a time. And I would <laughs> always like, I'd always like, like freak out or yeah. get really emotional and then hmm. we'd break up, you know, and then right. I'd kind of like move on. But I, oh, I never thought it was like me and the way I was building the relationship. You know, uh, I always was like, okay, well I just, there was just something about him or I don't know. Right. And then now Kiara and I've been dating and it's been a fun, but like, you know, tough <laughs> process through the years. Like there's a lot to learn. Getting to, to depth, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Cause both of us, we like to pretend it was funny cause uh, we both like to pretend that our relationship is deep or we're in a different spot than we are. Right and have this kind of like we both just agree to be superficial you know yeah. and, like we'll just pretend we're happy we're and pretend we do, have a deep why do you do that i'm not i'm not you're not saying you're any different than yeah. anybody else but i'm just yeah i think it'd be helpful for people listening to understand what's the psychology or the thought process behind the choice to be superficial uh i mean it's less scary like you don't have to share the things that you're like okay like that's been the process of of having to trust each other and share like deep, hard, vulnerable things, yeah. horrible sins from my past. Where I'm yeah. like, is she going to like accept me for this or not? Yeah. Because yeah. like, I, I don't, all, I don't accept me funny. for this. Like I, 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 I believe in sin and I've, I, I believe in sharing horrible sins and I'm in, oh, yeah, yeah. but to me, the, it's a, it's a lot more difficult to share present emotion than yeah. past sin. Oh, oh definitely. yeah. Yes. That too. Wait, 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 what do you want to say about that? Oh, I just fully agree with that. I was <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, I, don't always understand it but i feel like it's so much harder for me to be like i'm hurt by what you just said or i'm sad or i'm insecure yeah than for me to be like oh yeah i was critical or like i don't right. know you know like it's so much hard it's so much yeah, more I, vulnerable. I think i think what it is is that talking about sin sometimes is the easy way to be superficial yeah definitely yeah i want money for that <laughs> <laughs> i want some money i got a ooh out of you i want some cash i think everybody goes because because what you're doing is you're doing basically you're commenting on behavior yeah. yeah, and I think I think describing disappointment, discouragement, mm -hmm. need, Cameron, Shame. I need you. I need yeah. your help. Need. Um, I think those things are much more difficult. And 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 what we're what you're talking about, Rhett, which is really great. And I want to come back to that scripture in Luke six because we kind of zip past that mm -hmm. bad boy. Um, and you and I talked about this, Rhett. Um, you know, being from homes that were influenced, you know, by different things that 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 make intimacy difficult. What we're really talking about here is intimacy. And I think when mm -hmm. you're talking about eight ways to deepen our faith and make a difference, if you don't like intimacy, you're not going to like deepening your faith. Because that gets back to that scripture in Psalm 30 that, that uh, Cameron was talking about. You're going to start being very vulnerable. I know in my marriage, I, I think the hardest thing to me was not just being open about sin, but being vulnerable mm -hmm. about my life and putting my life in the hands of somebody who... I'd never trusted anybody to that degree. Mm -hmm. So when you trust someone to that degree, that's the depth to which they can hurt you. Yeah. yeah. And so the whole reason we don't like to let someone into the depths of ourself is once once you know me deeply, your jokes can hurt me. Right. Once you know access. me deeply, your attention or lack thereof can hurt me. Yeah. And I think when you're younger in life, like all of you are, and I'm not an expert on this, I've just suffered. Um, once you, when you're young in life, 
you 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 just it's it's a learned thing. I don't yeah. I don't think you just you get this. I don't think you just come out, wake up and go, hey, I got my degree from college and now I know how to be a, a human being. <laughs> <Yeah>. Human beingness <laughs> is not taught in college or high school. Yeah. Yeah. It's it you're taught you're taught subjects to go get a job and maybe function civilly in society. But I think that 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 it, it seems to me that as I watch this group today and we talk together, there's a great discomfort with the subject, not because you don't want it, but because you don't necessarily understand it or you fear it. And and I think that we can't talk about eight ways to deepen our faith until we talk about eight ways to get deep. So what are eight ways that we can start being people who are deep? Well, we've learned a few things today. One is we have to be willing to reveal and be vulnerable about who we are. And we've got to take sin off the table as the constant conversation because we've been working on this. You know, that's been brought up a lot. And I'm not against bringing that up. I just think that that can turn very negative. And the reason it's negative is not because the topic is negative. It's because how we talk about it is negative. Yeah. And we talk about it as, a, okay, I've now told you, Rhett, that I was angry at you. Okay, now we're done with our conversation. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. If I'm angry at you, I must care about you. But we don't want to say I care about you. We just want to say I'm angry about you. Right. You don't get angry at somebody you don't care about. But we, it's easier to say I'm angry than say I care. Yeah. And so I think part of depth is going, hey, are we going to be willing as a group right. to say, hey, I'm going to be really honest about you know why I want what I want, right. yeah. what, why I'm motivated the way I am, why I get so insecure, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, insecurity is a sign you're not deep. I know. I'm an expert in insecurity <laughs> and pride. And mm-hmm. I was always uh, silent, quiet, didn't give away much. Because what I was trying to do is keep anybody from getting in there. Cameron, what do you think? Am I making well, sense? No, it makes complete sense. I think up? the reason people talk about sin so much, like you said, it's the surface level because there is always a why we even go yeah. to that. Yeah. And it's a faith issue or it's an emotional thing. Or like you said, you're getting angry at people. That was just, it was funny. Like just, I'm just thinking of like a, a situation yesterday with someone that, you know, they kind of set up a comment that I got hurt by. Yeah. And I wanted to snap back. I didn't, but I was like, <laughs> Okay, but I had, but you know, but the initial thing I could be like, even for seeing someone else it's, yeah. to get deeper in a, in a relationship, I had to go. Okay, they're feeling something else right now, right? And and then and then we and that led to a great conversation. That's but right. if I just saw the sin and be like, you're being, you know, that's if it. I just pointed it out, like, yeah. but I do that a lot of time because I do that with myself. Yeah. I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not getting under the surface enough. Yeah. So I think I'm totally vibing when, with what, we, what about. we become is we become the sin police, right? Yeah. And we're yeah. walking around going, now that I've pointed out. What it is, right. I'm done. Right. I finished this conversation. Yeah. You know, now yeah. we have, right. It's yeah. not a relationship. Yeah. That's punishment. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. and, you know, and a lot of times people who grow up in churches do this. Generally. Yeah. Exactly. They're like always bringing it out. Yeah. Well, right. Because they don't think they've sinned. So they love the conversation. Because right. right. I, I was always guilty when I was coming along. It was always me. Wait right. a minute. Now, hold on a second. But right. I never thought about why. I never dealt with my emotions. For the first yeah. 10 years being a Christian, because I was always trying to deal with my behavior. Right. Let's mm-hmm. change that word, sin, and yeah. the way we're describing it. Let's just say what it is. We want to be behavioral. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't want to be deep. We yeah. want to be behavioral. Wait a minute, kid. Lexus wants oh, to get yeah. in on it. She's, <laughs> she's chomping at the bit to talk about your superficiality. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, it just made me think like, I think then we end up like seeing God like that too, you know, like we end up seeing God as like, just place. looking at all our sin or looking at what that we're doing like wrong. That sounds like a pretty religious answer. To the, I don't know. I'm, the, I'm, I'm well, wrestling. I just, I'm, a, I'm wrestling. See, you keep talking about theory. I want to talk about people. Uh-huh. See, I would like it more if you were saying, like for me, I look at my relationships with people, right? 
and I was talking in another podcast about my relationship with Nathan, and they've been they've been. If you listen to the podcast with Nathan Christie Stone and Mary Lee, you're going to hear podcasts about uh, teens who don't become Christians and how hard it is in the family and the kid and all, of it. and then about infertility and having a kid and the struggle it is. But I think that the the healthy way to talk about depth. Uh, yes, I agree with you. First John four says, if you can't love the, mm-hmm. the uh, people you see, then you can't love God who you don't see. Yeah. That would imply that we need to look at depth from a people relationship point exactly. first and ask the question is because I think again, two shields to depth. I'll talk about sin and I'll talk about God. Don't right. get me wrong. I think the podcast proved that I right. believe in dealing with sin and I believe in God. Yeah. I'm saying it's really easy. Yeah to avoid relationships and then not like, I like what you did, right? You went straight to your relationship out here and said, Hey, this is something we do. And that, that inspired me. That got me on. I was like, now we're having a podcast. <laughs> now, now we're talking because we were talking. I'm, 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 I'm in the real talk. Like, you know, to get the dirty de- details of, of not, you did something wrong behaviorally. Like I like talking about Cameron's health. I mean, I want him to always feel yeah. good, but I'm just saying, because that's a messy, grimy, right? And and and, and friendships. What you said about yeah, I was talking to this friend, I almost snapped back. Like, see, that's that's in the present. That's in the here yeah. now. Yeah. And and the listeners to this podcast, that's where they live. They don't right. live in they don't live in Star Trek. <laughs> or, you know, strange new worlds. They're not out there. They're right down here. I got a girlfriend. I don't know how to talk to. I got a spouse. I can't forgive. And that's what. De- and I think what you want to do is we want to all turn a little bit. And I'm not trying to be humanistic and mm-hmm. just say, what about our personal relationships? I, when I first uh, started become when I became a Christian, first went to church. We used to have a, a thing we'd do around and go. Here's something positive that you do really great. And here's an area you need to grow in. Mm-hmm. I'd never had that happen to me in my life. And so I'm in church and we circle up and we're having this talk and they start describing what we're going to do. And and my first reaction was, what? (laughs) Like I was like, what? I didn't come in church to hear all that. What about comfort? (laughs) What about, you know, all them holy words? (laughs) I didn't know any of them. But and the guy next to me said uh, uh, two things. He said, number one, I'm just glad you're on our side and not against us. (laughs) I was like, is that positive or negative? (laughs) Which one is that? And then he said. Um, you're not transparent at all. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. He goes, you don't tell anybody what you're thinking, anybody what you're feeling. We never know where you're at. That's where I started. Suffering, failure, loss of job, all kinds of things brought me to depth. And I don't think you can get to depth until you experience real life. What is real life? Heartbreak. It's not, I'm not saying that's negative. It means you, you, you care about somebody and that person hurts you and your heart gets broken and when your heart gets broken, it opens the door for depth. It doesn't even mean the relationship's going to end. It could mean the relationship's just beginning because you're getting the humility to admit that you love the person or you need the person. Right. I think it's important for us to constantly be looking at you can't build faith until mm. you build personal depth. And so your faith will remain superficial till you get depth. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Deep Spirituality YouTube channel. If you're like me and you enjoy watching rather than reading, you're going to love the Deep Spirituality YouTube channel. Every week, brand new videos are published to share what we're learning in hopes a creative approach will help you grow your walk with God. Head over to deepspirituality.net to check out the latest videos on our homepage. Or you can find us on YouTube. Just search Deep Spirituality. While you're there, make sure to click the subscribe button for the channel and ring the bell icon next to it so you'll be notified every time we publish a new video. Again, that's a Deep Spirituality on YouTube. Now, back to the show.
Psalm 42. Did you ever find that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead and, 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 and jump on that one. At least, I don't know, first five verses or so. I'm not looking at it right now. The verse, first five verses? I think so. But you, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll know it when you find it. Yeah. I'm in first the, six. Okay. I'm in the voice translation. Um, it yeah, says, I have no idea what that thing says. Is can we do good? another translation? Well, no, read I like it, well. it in the voice. Okay, good. Um, it says, My soul is dry and thirsts for you, true God, as a deer thirsts for water. I long for the true God who lives. When can I stand before him and feel his comfort? Right now, I'm overwhelmed by sorrow and pain. I can't stop feasting on my tears. People crowd around me and say, Where is your true God whom you claim will save? With a broken heart, I remember times before when I was with your people. Those were better days. I used to lead them happily into the true God's house, singing with joy, shouting thanksgivings with abandon, joining the congregation in the celebration. Why am I so overwrought? Why am I so disturbed? Why can't I just hope in God? Despite all my emotions, I will believe and praise the one who saves me and is my life. My God, my soul is so traumatized. The only help is remembering you wherever I may be. So one of the things, the other translations that are a bit more accurate than the voice talk about is that is a well-known passage that talks about depth. Mm Mm-hmm. And it speaks from depth. And I think what the words in voice translation do is they describe the depth. Mm-hmm. And when he talks about his traumatized soul, he's talking about, so what the translators are doing there is they're taking that idea of depth and they're saying the depth is your soul. So mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. And so what we're talking about here is if you don't get soul deep, then you're not deep enough to get faith deep. Can we work with that a little bit? And what I would like to do is, is help our group out by working on a study that would be transformative. And that is eight ways to deepen our faith and make a difference. Start with, what was your deep thing we talked about at the beginning of the podcast? What was that? Deep relationships. All right, so one of the ways you're gonna deepen your faith and make a difference is you've gotta deepen your relationships. It takes deep relationships to have deep faith. And so if you're not willing to have deep relationships, you can't have deep faith. And what's required to have deep relationships is you've gotta be a forgiving and understanding person, right? And those are are deep things. So that's a good one to roll out on. What was yours? uh, Cameron? I said deep understanding. So there you go. You can't have deep faith until you embrace deep understanding. The capacity to listen without interrupting, which I don't do very well, uh, capacity <laughs> to listen without interrupting, to listen to understand instead of wait to say what you think. Right? Does that right. sound good? Yeah. That's All good. right. What's your deep thing? Deep emotions. Okay. So how are we going to make that work? I mean, I think kind of like what we were talking about of like letting God and people have access to the deep parts of who you are yeah, rather than pushing them away or indulging in them by yourself. Yeah. 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 And, and I think part of deep emotions is you've got to experience a spectrum of emotions. When I was mm-hmm. coming up younger, uh, Cameron, you and I've actually talked about this a lot. So Brett, you and I've talked about it too. Actually I've talked to all three of you about it. <laughs> I had a very little spectrum of emotions and I think part of what develops your, your ability to express emotionally is you experience life emotionally. Hmm. So Rhett and I have been on some talks with my son Jordan and been really, really great. And they're about the fact that we grew up somewhat similarly. And our lives were good. We're not complaining, but we both walked away with certain ways of being that came out of it. And there's something really fascinating about talking to somebody. There's a significant amount of years between us talking to somebody who has lived through what you lived through. And sometimes when he'll talk, I'll start laughing because I'm like, yeah, I I did the exact same thing or I felt that exact same thing or I thought that exact same thing. 
I think that's the beginning of a deep relationship. So the spectrum of emotions is your capacity not only to let people have access to them, mm-hmm. but to access them yourself. Right, right. To be willing to go in there. I think that's been the best part about our conversations is the the willingness to explore and say, I'm not going to try to produce something that makes everybody happy with me. I'm going to produce me. And I've seen, I got to say, I've seen you grow a lot because of that. It's going to be a continual battle for both of us. And I'm much older than you. And it's still... I still don't want to access certain things. I don't want. I, I don't want to. I don't want to try to grow anymore. I'm tired of growing. Hmm. Let somebody else go grow. <laughs> uh, but I think that's important. So when it comes, let's talk about deep emotions more. Alexis talked about the need to let people have access to them. What else would you guys say about deep emotions that are important in order to develop deep faith? Kelly, you haven't had a chance to say anything for a little bit. Um, well, it made me think of with deep emotions. Um, I I can be really emotional. Yeah. But um, I don't always know what they like where it's coming from i think it's like over here like i'm thinking it's something over here instead of being over here and so when you hit that how do you how do you figure out when you have an emotion how do you figure out where it's coming from did i hit that earlier (laughs) (laughs) you talked a lot about in psalm 3 about crying out to god and you yeah. talked about that relationship you had where you, yeah. the guy said something and you yeah. snapped at it. Right. But well, then you drew him out. Right. And the next thing you knew, there was something else going on with him. Right. Right. Yeah. And well, so for for me, I think I, I can only speak to like for myself. It could be different for other people. But I, I've had to notice like that my initial, for instance, I am an angry guy. I get yeah. really angry. But that's not that's the surface level emotion. Ah. And there, I'm usually hurt and sad okay. first um, or discouraged about okay. something. And then I, I, I but I don't want to feel the sadness. So I don't know if people probably experience loss too. I, I realize the same thing with people dying in my life that were really close to me. I would, I'd go through the gamut of emotions, but I realize bitterness feels better. Anger feels better than deep sadness. Mm-hmm. Ah. And, and so I don't want to feel the sadness. Okay. I, I, I grew up feeling sad, you know? So I'm like, I'd rather stay in the anger because anger feels a little controlling too. Yeah. So I think it's that kind of stuff where you, when you start realizing, and that's only from the Bible. And, and, I, and, and I'm going to just give yeah. a, an idea for, for yeah. based on what you're saying and, and connected with what you're saying, Kelly. The great book to read on this is Ecclesiastes. Right. There's a key word in Ecclesiastes. Try the NIV. Don't 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 go out and get it creative. Just read the, the, the plain metal. <laughs> right. The word chase is important. Contrast that with Matthew six thirty three and preceding and following. So whatever it is, twenty five to the end of the chapter. Here's why. When we don't want to deal with our emotions, we move, we go. A clear sign that you're not wanting to deal with your emotions is you keep your activity high and your reflection low. Definitely. And, that, and, and, and you never ask questions about conversations. Right. So if someone says something to you, you just go, oh, okay. Right. You it's reactionary. Go, That's it. That's right. it. And you're always on the defensive, not because you don't like the person and what they're right. saying, but because someone's come close to home. Right. And they start coming close to home. Hey, what's going on with you? And and all of a sudden, you, you feel this. You feel this need to go to Great America. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I think part of it is that we have to recognize. Cameron's talking about this. Red, I think, alluded to a little earlier. We have to recognize our emotional triggers that make us go into superficiality. Right. What are the things that make me nervous? You know, there are certain things. If someone said to me when I was younger, asked about dating. I might get nervous and suddenly I'm like, you know, squirming all over the place hmm. or the word discipline. You know, I did I did what, you know? Hmm. And so I think that's part of it. Uh, so uh, where did we leave off? Who's where? Uh, Kelly, what, what was the phrase you gave earlier? Um, deep love. All right. And deep love's what it's all about, right? And earlier we looked at Luke 6 
and that talked about digging down to get to the foundation. One of the things that we could do a whole podcast right on it, but one of the things Rhett and I were working on and looking at how we grew up is there is at the foundation of who we are. I don't want to speak for you, but I think this is accurate, a resistance to intimacy. And so our core trigger for really errant behavior is going to be whenever we sense somebody's getting close, taking control, getting an influence over us that could hurt us, that that's a trigger. And so I think one of the things I've learned in life is that, and, and for those of you who are saying, well, you're only talking about people relationships and you're not talking about God. Well, here you go. My triggers for God are the same as my triggers for people. If I feel people getting close to me and therefore an emotional sense of influence and control over me, I don't like that. If I feel that God is getting control and God is taking away my ability to decide, I don't like that. I don't want to be close to people who are going to take away my choices, and I don't want to be close to God who could take away my choices. Those are my triggers. Triggers can be fatigue, emotional exhaustion. Triggers can be financial stress, marriage stress. Those triggers push us into an area where we say, I'd rather stay superficial than go deep. And so those are things that you have. And what you're talking about is a big, big topic, deep love. And I actually think a lot of those are covered on deep spirituality and studies. So you might want to go look them up and tie them into what you're working on. But this deep love thing, I think everybody wants to say, oh, I'm loving. I want to be loving. I love people. The more you love, the more you're going to get hurt. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm saying if you love a lot, you care a lot. If you care a lot, you're going to end up disappointed and hurt. And the key is to keep caring. And so deep love is a good one. And then um, and, 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 and in order to have deep love, I'll give you one free Galatians 5, 6. Faith expresses itself in love. So what do we learn? In order to have a deep faith, you have to seek a deep love, because if your faith is deep, you're naturally going to be loving. What was yours, uh, Kiara? It was deep conviction. Deep conviction. All right. You got to tie that in. I don't, I don't have anything <laughs> for that. Uh, How's that fit? How's that fit with deepening your faith and making a difference? I mean, a, con- a conviction is like it's it's a strong, unshakable belief. So I don't know. I mean, I guess I was also thinking about the Luke six where you, when you d- dig deep and you have like that solid foundation where you are obeying and you're trusting. And I'm going to need to get some process. cash for this. Which one are you going to pay me? Rhett oh. or you? <laughs> I mean, pretty soon you'll be married. So you both can pay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hebrews 11. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the New American Standard Version. You have access to that? Yeah. All right. Hebrews 11. Now, it's been a while, Cameron, so don't criticize me if I'm wrong on this. I don't mind being wrong. I don't mind being wrong. And if any of the references are wrong in this, uh, they'll be corrected in the, uh, the show notes. All okay. right. New American Standard. New American Standard, man, known for its accuracy. I read, I've read that for years. New American Standard, Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to tie it in. I gave you the scripture. I mean, I've, I've given you, I've, I've went out, gave you the money, bought the groceries. You got to at least cook the meal. Well, it's a, it's a, it what does that tell you about, you said deep conviction. What does that tell you deep conviction is? Uh, it, deep conviction is having the faith that you, it's having, it's believing in something that you just can't see Bang. and that nothing moves yeah. you from that. So how do you know when you've got a deep faith? You believe in things you can't see. You don't need you don't need proof. I'm not saying you're illogical. You know, you don't you know, like, hey, there's no bridge there, but I believe my car will get across the water. I don't mean that. I mean, you go, hey, there's no bridge there. We can build one. Mm -hmm. That's faith. Not there's no bridge there. My car will fly. (laughs) But I think what's important is you said deep conviction. Did you think deep conviction was deep faith? 
it in a way, shape, or form when you were thinking about uh, it? Or? No, no, not initially when I was first. That's when what I, I want that. you to think about. I want yeah. you to think about the fact that a conviction is faith. Yeah. That's what it is. It's not a set of rules. Yeah. It's a certainty about God. Yeah. That's what conviction is. That's why it says that Abraham was blessed because he believed God. Yeah. He was considered what? Do you remember? He was considered righteous because he believed him. Just trusting God made his sin irrelevant. Just trusting God. It wasn't his performance. It wasn't that he followed the 10 church rules. Yeah. It was the fact that this person believed. And a lot of times, I think sometimes in church circles, we look down on people who break rules. Yeah. Oh, man, you didn't do that. Ooh, you were <laughs> supposed to do that. Oh, yeah. But we don't look and go, you know what? It doesn't matter if they broke the rules if they believe God. But, you know, if they believe God, they won't break the rules. But at the end of the day, David broke a lot of rules. Yeah. <laughs> King David broke rules all over the place. Ate that bread he wasn't supposed to eat. <laughs> He's always breaking rules because he believed God and he knew the rules were irrelevant. Yeah. Mm. You know, there's a funny thing you won't appreciate. Not all of you will appreciate this, but I'll tell this story to close out, Nathan, because you and I will enjoy it even if they don't. B.J. Armstrong was being interviewed by Rich Eisen, and he was being asked about the difference. Who was the greatest player, LeBron James or Michael Jordan and other people? And he said, let me tell you something. LeBron plays the game great, but Michael Jordan reached a point where he was no longer playing the game. He was beyond playing the game. He just closed it out. He was no longer playing basketball. There's a point where we have faith, where we no longer have to think, what's the rule about that? What am I supposed to do right here? You stop thinking because you're in the flow. You're just so connected to God, you don't need the Ten Commandments because your heart condition is so different. That is deep faith. Boy, it's been a journey with you guys today. (laughs) I didn't expect this. We went all over the place with this, but I bet you this study could turn out to be, mm, I'm feeling we've got a one, two, three, four, five point study, not eight, about how to deepen your faith. Each of you taking that one deep thing you came up with and we'll, we'll shave this. Listeners, thank you for helping us make this study better. Thank you for helping us explore these things because depth is a frightening blessing and we look forward to growing it at all of us don't forget visit deepspirituality.net check out more content on our website links will be in the show notes to give you the scriptures make sure you have all those that are listed subscribe to the podcast they're always an adventure please give us five stars it'll help us out a lot most importantly it'll help people who are looking for what we've got but can't find it when they search and so if the stars are high they'll be able to find it. So it doesn't matter whether you think it's phenomenal or not. Give somebody an opportunity to find it by plugging us with five stars. Want to thank our guest today. This was an adventure, one of the most adventurous podcasts we ever had. I felt like we were in the middle of the ocean swimming around, and I don't swim well enough to be out in the ocean. So I want to let you know you almost killed me. Thanks a lot for listening. Have a happy holiday. This is probably one of our best meandering, discovering series of podcasts for our series called A Holiday of Faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs>